You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am so excited to introduce you to Emma. Emma is passionate about three things, branding, community building, and ideas. As head of marketing at Wattpad, she brings these passions together to create marketing strategies that tell Wattpad's rich story to its millions of users around the world. Prior to joining Wattpad, Emma worked in advertising for 10 plus years in roles spanning both digital and brand strategy. Emma, thank you for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. So those that don't know this amazing company you work at, tell us what it is like, like we're five. Like explain to me like, yeah. like we're five and, and what you guys do and, and how it works. So Wattpad is the world's leading social storytelling platform. And what that means is anyone can sign up to read or write stories. Um, we focus really closely on fiction stories um, and serialized stories, so lots of chapters. Um, and we encourage our writers to sort of upload those stories chapter by chapter. Um, the social aspect of it is that you can engage over those stories. So you can leave comments on the stories. You can follow authors, your favorite authors. You can comment or message them. Um, and our favorite feature is you can actually comment in line. So every, at every paragraph level, you can react. You can share what you loved about that scene or that line. Um, and it really is a really fun reading experience. Um, and we've grown to about 90 million users around the world. Um, and we're truly global, very much over 50 languages. Um, that is Wattpad in a nutshell. So if you are, maybe give me two experiences. If you are a writer, like a, maybe a fan fiction writer or a fiction writer, or maybe by chance a nonfiction writer, what is that experience like? And maybe what percentage of those you know, 90 million users are those versus maybe someone who goes on to read and consume mm-hmm. and engage with? Yeah, we have about 5 million monthly writers. So users that log in and write um, and share their stories. We have a billion monthly, um, not monthly, sorry, a billion uploads to date. So you can imagine the amount of stories that exist on our platform. And for those writers, it's really an exciting and rewarding and less isolating experience than just writing your story or maybe on a Word document or a Google document. Um, you go in and you post your story and you get feedback. And that can be encouragement. It can be actually, we hear from a lot of authors, they get a lot of constructive criticism, but in a really nice and helpful way. We are very proud that our community is so positive and encouraging. And it just makes them feel like, People are out there that care about their story, that want to cheer them on, that want to see the next scene. And for them, it's incredibly rewarding. Um, and we don't stop there. If you're a writer, you can, you know, get to a point where your story might be included in our paid stories program. So you can actually start making money off these stories. Um, and then the other exciting part about Wattpad is we have Wattpad Studios. So within that, we have our own uh, publishing division. So we have Wattpad Books, where we actually take stories from Wattpad, publish them on you know, and put them out into the world in bookstores. Um, And then we also have the entertainment side of things. So we work with networks, um, TV networks, film studios, and actually adapt those stories for TV and film. And then on the reader side... So in a sense, you... you, (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. Um, No, I was going to say, you you democratize the opportunity for writers. They they all of a sudden have access to a publisher. And for you as the quote-unquote publisher... Whereas traditionally it'd be a huge risk for them, uh, you know, to take a flyer on someone or to take a guess on someone who possibly could or could not have the best next hit book. You've already got your finger on the pulse because you know what people want and what they're reading. 
Yeah. So we use data. We use machine learning technology we call Story DNA to really truly understand the trends that are happening on the platform, where the audience are. Um, our Story DNA machine learning technology help us understand what are the key pieces of the story that make the story interesting. And we use all that information to inform our editorial approach. And of course, it's not all robots. There's obviously um, people behind it making these decisions that have years of experience in this uh, field. But we take the best parts of data and the best parts of editorial and we merge them together to find the books that we think the world needs to see and read. Um, and that's what we put out into the world through our imprint. That's and then the readers, you were getting to that. What is it like for yes. a reader to come on to your site and experience reading through your program? I think you get access to, as I said, billion stories, like untold number of stories that exist on this platform and, and every genre imaginable. Uh, if you're interested in very specific things, you can find on Wattpad, you can find other people that love that type of story. Um, and you can also find stories that are just like mainstream, like romance, as you mentioned, fan fiction, fiction, young adults, new adults, it all exists. And the exciting thing is like, you're not reading alone. Reading is generally a very isolating individual experience. And in this case, you get to freak out over your favorite scene or your favorite character alongside people that love it just as much as you. So a lot of people make great friends this way um, and get to connect over a shared love of the story. And I know you can't just highlight one example, maybe, but maybe you can give some examples uh, or maybe something recent where, uh, you know, someone you published something uh, like, a, you know, someone was kind of writing on your program and then you published and, and what came of it or when it actually went and became a production and a produced piece. Because that's so exciting to think like someone is hobby, uh, has a hobby of writing and it, and it kind of you watch and hear and see with your finger on the pulse that it was so popular and then you were able to take it and make it for the masses to see. Our best example is After, this uh, story written by Anna Todd. She was a 23-year-old housewife in Texas, um, you know, at home with a small child and a husband in the army and just was looking for an outlet and something to do. And she felt like she had read all the stories that she wanted to read and it was time for her to write her own. And so why not, right? Nothing else to lose. So she just started typing out on her phone and it just gained traction and people became obsessed with the characters and the plot lines and it's high drama, high, you know, romance, tension, intrigue, all that stuff. And it eventually became a New York Times bestseller. So it's three, three, um, after one, after two, after three, along with other spin-off titles. Those became bestsellers on the New York Times. And then we worked to get it into a movie. So we've had two movies released to date after um, and after we collided. And the third and fourth are in post-production now um, and will be released at some point. Who knows with COVID? Um, but really exciting. And the fans have just been, you know, over the moon. And the fact that this story that they've loved for years is now becoming a, a movie. Wow. So as, as a marketer whose job is to, you know, get probably more both readers and writers on the platform, where do you go and what does that look like? Because is it mainly word of mouth? Is it just been, you know, organic SEO ranking? Like, how does uh, what you do, um, you know, grow the brand? I think Wattpad as a whole has been um, a product of a really good product. So it's, its popularity, 90 million monthly users, the majority of that has grown through organic means, word of mouth, um, just making a product that people love that's incredibly sticky. If you look at our retention rates, for example, they're much higher than industry average. 
um, engagement time, we are seeing people spend 57 minutes average per day within this app. Like they're just, wow. they're obsessed. They love it. And so um, it's really been amazing to watch it grow and kind of be like, was it marketing? Obviously there was pieces of it that marketing played a part, but um, it really is a result of a very clear vision and a very strong product strategy. I think for marketing, what we're looking to do now is tell our story um, and push the boundaries. And for us, a lot of that has to do with, as you mentioned, democratizing storytelling and you know, really saying that we believe that anyone's story should be told. And for us, it's about elevating those voices, elevating the writers, um, sharing diverse stories with, um, through our brand and through our marketing communications. It's incredible. So hear me out here for a sec, Emma. So like Twitter would say and argue, okay, they started off, you know, years ago and they, they are saying we're a social media platform, right? Social media was just starting. There was Facebook and all these channels. And now if you talk to people who work at Twitter, they'll often argue and say, no, we're not a social platform. We're a news outlet. TikTok, we had them on the show recently and they say, oh, we're not a social media platform. We are an entertainment outlet. But I feel like Wattpad, you are a social media outlet. Like you're a, a place where content is put out, people interact and engage, you know, you, you, but you've never called yourselves a social media platform. You've never kind of put yourselves in line with those or, or have you, or is that something that you're interested in or do you even associate yourself as that? Say the main Wattpad platform, the app and the website absolutely builds itself as a social storytelling experience or product. I think Wattpad, the company, because we are doing so many different things, we would also say we're a multifaceted entertainment company. Um, at the core of everything we do is storytelling, you know, and but what that means and how that comes to be can be very different. It can be a TV show, a book, a movie. But it could also eventually be like interactive stories or gaming or, you know, the, the options are a little bit uh, unlimited in that sense, mm -hmm. uh, because at the end of the day, it's about telling stories um, yeah. and we don't we don't, you know, I guess, discriminate. Yeah. So would a publisher, for example, come onto your site and try to you know, scour the site to try to find the next it author and then they try to approach them directly? It certainly happened. Yeah. yeah, we've had we've had that happen in the past for sure. And we're not going to. We don't prevent that. Um, but I think we encourage publishers to work with us because we have that data and we also have often the relationships with the writers. Um, and those are two things that we've invested in. So we work with partnerships. Um, we work with publishers and build partnerships where we can help them define, you know, if they're looking for specific types of stories, we can send over stories that are under consideration for us. And we say, you know, you have the audience behind this and this has the data. And we know people love the story for these reasons. And, you know, the drop off happens at this point. So we would recommend adapting it. Like we really use that data to help them produce a better product at the end of the day. That's incredible. So if you think of it, like even compare yourself to Netflix, for example, where um, Netflix puts all this content out there, but then as they study the data to see what's popular and what time of day it's most popular, what ages it's popular with, they then produce their own material based on the data and the science of what's popular for its viewers. Mm -hmm. and, and I would say, that. yeah, and we go earlier in the process, right? Netflix can only get the data that people are reacting to once it's in market. We have the data at the source of the creation of the content. And so again, we can use that to help inform the adaptation process. So when it does launch in market, we have a better chance that it's going to resonate because we already know what the fans love. So Emma, do you have a reporter or can you give some insight into like 
what's popular for books in Canada, what's popular for books in the United States or Japan? Like, or is that more kind of insider knowledge at the moment for you guys? We don't really look at it often from a geog- geography lens. It's more a content lens. Um, there's been some, obviously, we've, we also see reactions from pop culture. So uh, Bridgerton, obviously launched by Netflix, blew everyone away. But what we're seeing is historical fiction and Regency fiction is blowing up again on the platform. So we're using that to help inform maybe some of the content picks we're making and some of the marketing communications we're putting out. So there's a bit of a two-way that way. Um, But we're also keeping an eye on other trends that are just bubbling up on the platform sort of organically. Last year, we saw a ton, obviously, around Black Lives Matter um, and the LGBTQ movement within that. Um, we saw, you know, a, a huge resurgence of like kick-ass superhero, female superheroes. So we were seeing a lot of that. Um, it's really interesting. So again, we, we take inspiration from both what's happening in market and how that's affecting our metrics, but also what's naturally bubbling up through uh, our writers. It's amazing. Do you have um, children's books and poetry that emerges out of your platform? We have some poetry. Um, we don't really focus on the children market just because with the app store re- regulations, you have to be 13 and over. Um, so our sweet spot is really teen fic, young adult and new adult. Okay. I love young adult. I, I as, as a, a 39-year-old person, I, I love young adult books. Like these Rangers Apprentice series I love. Um, they, they went on to make another series, which is more about like Vikings and such, called The Brother Brand, and they're so neat. And, you know, the Harry Potter and... All those totally. books are just so good. Wise, super, super popular, and definitely transcends age ranges. <laughs> so I, I, I need to go on, and I was just thinking, I love Rangers Apprentice, but the author is pretty much done writing them anymore. So I bet you, if I go there, I might find some Rangers Apprentice fan fiction. You definitely probably would. <laughs> we have, fan fiction is a huge component of our content library, and we love that people get so creative with the stories that they love and, and spin off and make their own and expand those universes. Um, it's so a cool. true form of creativity. And I wonder if the author, for example, would ever go in there and say, man, I love that fan fiction you just wrote. Can we, let's publish it. Let, let's, let's get it out there outside of the platform. I haven't heard of that, but I think it's like an author's preference. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Some authors are more friendly to it than others for sure. Yeah, no, I can only imagine. So for you, what's, uh, what's exciting for you this upcoming year? What are, you, what are you keeping an eye out for? What are you watching? What trends are you seeing for uh, marketing and the work that you do? I think a big focus for us this year is continuing to invest in diversity and inclusion and creating diverse and inclusive campaigns. So we started this last year. Um, diversity has always been a core pillar of Wattpad, but I think it's been really important to put more intention behind that. Um, and so we started by working with our community and determining different um, sub-communities that exist within it. So whether you're LGBTQ, you're a Black writer, part of the Black community on Wattpad, you're a person with disability, or you're on the, you know, you have neurodiverse spectrum, like, community and part of that. I think all of it is welcomed, and we want those stories, and we want to elevate those voices. So we've been working with authors within those communities and asking them what their favorite stories are from their community and highlighting those. And I think the goal is to continue to do that um, and extend that and spend more time with that and um, invest in it more. So we recently launched Black History Month um, and we worked 
very closely with a number of authors on that, as well as outside consultants to help us make sure we were really, you know, thinking through everything from every angle and being really thoughtful about how we launched those campaigns. Yeah, I think we have a lot to be thankful for in this last year of raising awareness of what are we consuming and, you know, who are we buying and who are we lifting up. Remember, my, yeah. um, so I'm Indigenous, and, so, and thus my children are Indigenous, and so I, I you know, got convicted of, like, what are they reading? Are they reading children's books with kids who look like them and are, you know, have a similar background to them? Yeah, exactly. And it's powerful. We know this from talking to our users. They've told us, like, I used to go into Barnes and Nobles, and I would see no story that represented my lived experience, but I can go on Wattpad, I can find those stories. Um, that I finally see myself in the stories I'm reading. That's powerful. You know who they stopped publishing was the Choose Your Own Adventure books. I wonder if someone has kept that going on Wattpad. It's Choose Your Own Adventures. It's very possible. I bet you I there mean, is. the creativity of the community always astounds me. I love, I love that someone, um, Netflix, though, created these uh, Choose Your Own Adventure shows, but it all started from the book. So I'm, I got to check that out today. That's, that's very cool. It'd be fun to, uh, fun to redo those and live those again because they're so cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Emma, if you're feeling ready, you ready for a rapid fire round here? Let's do it. Let's do this. Okay. What was your first job? I was a cashier at Sobeys. Nice. Uh, night owl or early bird? Definitely a night owl. Cannot get up early. Nice. Dark or milk chocolate? Dark. Okay. Cat or a dog person? Definitely a cat person. Okay. Red or white wine? Red wine. Okay. Tim Hortons or Starbucks? I'm a Starbucks girl. Okay. Dessert of choice? Apple pie. Oh, yeah. Nice. Number one on your bucket list right now? Um, I'd probably like to go to South America. I've been okay. to almost every continent except South America and Antarctic. So that one, okay. I'll, this Antarctic, I'll save till much later. Perfect. Perfect. Um, favorite word right now or a word that needs to die? I have such a big pet peeve around the, the wording net net. I mean, it's, mm. I'm like, it's, you're just repeating yourself. You don't need to say net net. You can just say that. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, last charity you supported uh, financially or volunteer time and why? Um, I started donating. I started last year donating to Black Lives Matter. So I still have an ongoing donation there. Um, and then... The Coaching Fellowship is another organization I support often. I went, sorry, this is not a rapid fire answer, but uh, they offer leadership coaching for young women at massively discounted prices, um, really building the next generation of leaders in this world. And I went through the fellowship two, three years Mm -hmm. ago, and it was life-changing. And so I always want to get back. That's awesome. That sounds incredible. Um, Favorite movie? Annie Hall, which I have a lot of complicated feelings about, but it is my favorite. That's awesome. Uh, favorite song or album on repeat right now? I have the worst taste in music. So I'm a Lady Gaga person, and it's Perfect. like old school Lady Gaga too. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> if you weren't doing the job you're doing right now, what would you be doing? I'm really into interior decorating lately. Okay. So probably an interior designer. Amazing. What's an app on your phone you can't live without? TikTok. Nice. Uh, streaming service you can't live without. All of them. But I have to yeah. give a special shout out to Hey You because I just love that they've built such a niche streaming offering through reality TV. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, favorite children's book? Harry Potter. It's what yeah. started my whole love affair with fiction. Perfect. Uh, what's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? 
moving to Toronto. I am not from Toronto. I was originally going to move to Calgary after university and I decided to go to Toronto. Awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, Best thing you bought for $10? Probably some sort of food item because I'm a huge foodie. Nice. Thank you for doing the rapid fire questions. Now, Emma, I need to ask about this reset retreat. I see that you're involved. Tell us a bit about it and, and what the inspiration is behind this retreat. I was looking for a project. So I had been volunteering with TEDx Toronto um, for seven years, which was an amazing experience. I was leading programming for them. And I was just ready for a change in sort of my side thing. Um, And a friend of mine had heard about this place in the U.S. called Camp Grounded. Um, And it's the same, similar idea. We took inspiration from them um, and, of course, made it our own. But this idea of a digital detox weekend summer camp for adults kind of emerged from that and uh, got together with seven other people, some of whom I had never met before, um, kind of pulled together through this mutual friend. And we decided, sure, let's see what happens. Let's build this community and, and camp and let's see where this goes. So the first year we had 100 people join. Um, wow. We probably planned it in like four or six months. It was yeah. chaos. Um, and we did a three-day digital detox camp experience yeah. for adults. So no, and no phones, no internet, no, phones. no, no, no even VHS. No, no, fo- no photos, no cameras allowed. Oh, so really wow. it was making sure people feel like they can be their authentic selves. Wow. No work talk, no real yeah. names. Wow. Um, which changes things dramatically. When you're talking to someone, you really get to know them over yeah. a really intense three days. Yeah. And then you go back to the city and you're like, oh my gosh, this person is like so-and-so and and they work at that place? Like, wow, I had no idea I was talking to like someone like that. Um, It really changes your your perspective of people. Wow. And uh, I worked at a summer camp where we had camp names and and, yeah, your campers would never know your real name. And it is, yeah, it does change things for sure. Um, uh, Uniforms or did you, you got to wear whatever clothes you wanted though, I assume. Whatever you want, costumes yeah. highly encouraged. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we had a number of themed parties, like Galaxy. It was that was probably one of my happiest, favoriteest moments. Is kind of like imagine walking into a room that's similar to the Star Wars like alien bar scene, yeah. where everyone is completely dressed up. Um, really, really fun. So, what can you tell us? So we're all uh, marketers, CMOs, business owners that are listening to the show right now. You spent three days completely tech-free. Tell us what it was like at the end of it, and, and would you do it again? It was the most profound experience because you get really, really deep into presence. And mm-hmm. so three days felt like two weeks. Like wow. I remember there's always this speech we would give at the end of uh, the first full day, so 24 hours into the experience, and we say to everyone, we've only been together for 24 hours. And wow. everyone's just like, wow, I cannot believe it's only been a day. I feel like I've lived several lifetimes and um it was just so much fun to step out of your adult self and let yourself play so you know whether it was games or um we did slip and slide soccer football so that was really fun um we had costume parties we had dance you know 7 a.m dance like parties we had silent walks in the forest like it was kind of choose your own adventure in that sense Um, but it was just, it allows you to connect with people on a completely different level. And I think the benefit of play and the benefit of being tech free, 
yeah. cannot be understated. You are mm. less stressed. You are more present. You connect with people more. Um, we've trained ourselves to pick up our phone when we're bored or we're in an awkward situation and we don't really know anyone. And this, you don't have that crutch. So suddenly wow. you start talking to people. That's incredible. Did you have name tags with the code names you had? We, the first year we actually had everyone get a henna tattoo with their name on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That was super fun. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So Emma, jumping back, if you um, were to recommend someone's first time consuming a book on Wattpad and, and what would you recommend? What's the, what's the process they need to do? Go download the app or go on the desktop version? What do you, what do you recommend? Yeah, sign up. Um, you'll be guided through an onboarding session where you can kind of pick your favorite genres as a starting point. Is it point. totally free? Is it a pay to play or is it a free experience? So you can read for free okay, as much. We have cool. millions and millions of stories that are free. I mentioned the paid stories program earlier. So we do right. have several hundred stories that, you know, after about 10 chapters, they're behind a paywall and you can okay. unlock yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stories. really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's one way authors can make money. Um, yeah. We also have a subscription service where you can also uh, get free stories or at least have an ad-free reading experience, depending on your choice of subscription. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to read for free, we have millions of stories to read for free. Yes. Yeah. And if I've had this book burning and I've been using my typewriter to write it for all these years and I want to get it out there, uh, is that free or what's the process for that? What's the cost for yep. a writer to completely get on there? Free. Completely free. Wow. Completely free to upload. And you get you get analytics, um, but I think the most powerful thing is, you know, building your audience and getting that feedback and, and getting people saying, when's the next chapter, when's the next chapter? We've had, obviously, writers tell us that they never would have finished a single story if it wasn't for hmm. the comments and the feedback yeah. and people asking for, when is it coming out? Um, really just encourages them to get it done. It's amazing. Uh, audiobook uh, format on Wattpad yet? We're testing it out. So there's yeah, a few okay. that you can do that. Um, yeah, and it's amazing. definitely an area we'll continue to explore. We obviously yeah. know it's a huge, huge part of the publishing industry. So we're keen to understand how it'll work with us. Amazing. Well, Emma, thank you for educating us, explaining it to us. Um, I'm sure there's some marketers that are thinking to themselves, I wonder if I could get a person, hire a writer to do a book and have some in-book ads, like product yeah. placements within the book. They are drinking Pepsi or eating Cheetos or driving they their should, Toyota yeah. van. <laughs> they should talk to our brand partnerships team because we do offer, uh, we work really closely with brands. So um, whether it's custom content, bonus chapters sponsored by certain brands, um, we do a lot of writing contests, so brands really love that because they get custom content made for them that we then yeah. usually use to turn into short films or yeah. um, shorts, um, which is really fun. So that's also another way brands can get involved. I mean, it makes so much sense. Like if someone's reading a book, like I read a book recently, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about a, you know, a chef that went to Paris and he, you know, he's from India and he went to Paris and learned how to do French chef stuff. Like in there, there's like cooking class ads or there's like travel to, you know, Paris ads. Or if I'm exactly. reading a book about like archery and the outdoors, there's all these ads for like mech or archery classes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, Emma, thank you for your time. It was such an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So we're going to put links uh, to the Reset Retreat. I don't know if they're going to do it again in Toronto. Maybe they're going to expand in the world, but maybe you want to even do your own. Uh, we'll put links to uh, the website and that charity as well. Sounds amazing, Emma, the mentorship one. So thank you yep. for sharing so much about uh, such amazing resources for marketers and business owners right across Canada. No problem. Awesome. We'll see you next time on Marketing News Canada. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. 
For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.